Who do you think? You are kidding, Mr. Hitler. When you think old England, son. For you prats. No, that is. You are listening to... Oh, come on, we've got to do more than that. Who do you think that you are kidding, Mr. Hitler? If you think we're on the run. We are the boys that will stop your silly games. We are the boys... Who do you think you are hitting, Mr. Hitler? Anything around England. Mr. Brown goes off to town on the A21. When he comes home and does something, he's ready with his gun. Oh, who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler? If you think old England's done. You are listening to Russell and Matt on the Russell Brown podcast. Mr. G's here. He'll be summarising that. That, thanks to Bud Flanagan, whose memory we just desecrated there on the new Who's medium. Bud Flanagan? He sang the original version of that song. Oh, Bud he? Flanagan. There's a blue plaque to him on Hanbury Street, Spitalfields, near where I live. Yeah, he sang what, was he, that uh, song. Did he do other stuff? Famous musical, It's a uh, musical right. act. I don't know. Don't know about musical. That's your, that's your tradition. You're a comedy artist. What? That's my Famous. tradition? That's your tradition. You're a white working class Englishman working in comedy. That's your tradition. What's what? wrong with you? There's me washboard. There you go. Stuff. Now you remember. Good lad, good lad. Now, Matt, we're going to indulge you here. Because mm. some people listen to this show, not many, and they're idiots, but for you. Uh. Now, those people will probably love a thing like this. An email about bunkers. We're talking about nuclear bunkers, and you've been long associated with subterranean activity. You're a person who loves a cave. A tunnel. You love a tunnel. A bunker. Anything like that. Why is that? I don't know. What does it represent to you? Sub- Safety. Mm. Why don't you feel safe? Well. What's wrong? You know where you stand down there. <laughs> you stand in the dank shadows. Yes, dank. that's what I like. Gloomy. Yeah, you Oh, I love it. All spits of mildew. No, I don't like the mildew and right, well, it's I'd down worry there. about it getting into my lungs. You can't separate one from the other, mate. The you old can. thing's all tangled up together. No, you can have, if they're properly ventilated, you can have a lot of fun down there. Well, why take our words for it? Because we can talk to an expert. There's an email here from someone called Lee. I heard on the podcast that Matt said he wouldn't mind living in a nuclear bunker. If you did buy a bunker that held only five people, who would you take in with you? Well, obviously, it's me. So who are the other four, Matt? <laughs> oh, well, let's not be hasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, I've got to take my wife and son. I don't say Why? They're going to get... Come on, they'll ruin the vibe. No, this won't. is going to be a party I bunker. I can breed a lot down there. We can have lots of children. Not you and me. Don't look at me like that. Me what am I going to do while you're breeding? What you can bring a girl down as well. One? No, thank that you, girl mate. girl from the bank you met. <laughs> I'd rather die. I'd rather stay up on the surface. In the, I'll take my chances with the H-bomb, mate. Down really? there with you. Oh, you'd love it. In the mildew, listen to you. Having it off with your missus. Your consensual <laughs> monogamous sex. No, no, no. I'll be up there with the mutants. Yeah, licking up gum blood. Licking up gum blood. Mutating into a future me. Nuclear me. I'll probably oh, I get powers. Know. I don't know. I'd take underground, but... What about your parents? No, you're going to leave them up with me? No, I I'll I mean, be on obviously I'll be my on whole Bob family, I'd want to bring them down. <laughs> you could, yeah. I mean, who would you bring? I'd just rather have the space. Just me. <laughs> I'd keep the other rooms for my activities. <laughs> Don't help your mum build a lean-to shelter. <laughs> Sorry, mum, I'm off. <laughs> but there's four other spaces, Russell. No, I've got an exercise bike where you'd be asleep, so... <laughs> you wouldn't like it, mother, if you were down there thinking I was sacrificing my fitness, would you? Mm? Anyway, better go. The ash is beginning to fall. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck, mother. Here's a cat. I think he's called Morrissey or something. Ta-da! Well, this person here, he works at the bunker at Kelvedon Hatch, which I believe it is, is in Essex, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, I'd rather one in Kent, but... 
Well, well we can't get that one for you, mate. And this is all assuming that the apocalypse is coming, and it seems pretty likely that it is. We're going to see if we can get you in with this fella, Mike. The, the bunker looks like a small bungalow, but beneath the bunker it sinks 125 metres into the earth. Matt, that could be you down there, you, me, mm. your wife and child, one space as yet confirmed. Could I rotate that space? What? I don't want you bringing a string of radioactive women down there. <laughs> Just be like 2006 all over again. It's a body falling off. <laughs> I've had a jacket. <laughs> 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 Oops, sorry, I've lost an earlobe. <laughs> oh, no, we can, no, you can right, bring one out. woman. Back to the surface. I like the way that's the worst thing about the apocalypse for you. Yeah. L- kind of. Lessening your sex partners. <laughs> this bloody crazy nuclear war man's in humanity to man. Do you realise I've just got to do it with one woman now? You monsters, you fools, you blew it up, you maniacs. That's uh, from Planet of the... APs. I wouldn't like to be on Planet of the APs because you'd have to do it with the other APs. No, you wouldn't. You're not an ape. You'd be. <laughs> what am I going to do? Do it with Charniston? Well, he, there was women there, wasn't they? There was that him one. There was a mute. Yeah, he found her, the mute one. Well, that'd be perfect for you, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Good work. They annoy you when they pipe up. Oh, could you stop mm, talking? I'm changing my consciousness. <laughs> You're babbling. <laughs> I've got pure serenity here. I'm connecting with an infinite source. If you don't shut up, I'm going to have sex with one of those ape women. <laughs> Another peep out of you, Marty. And I should feel all over that chip woman. Or is one of them was all right. What? One Which of the chimps one? in the original film was all right. That bitch! I would never have done it with her. Yeah. No, what, the one that was friends with Cornelius and all those guys? Yeah. No, mate. She was all right. What about her hands? Yeah, so what? Fair enough. <laughs> Who are we to judge? I wouldn't... I mean, anyway, look, let's get back to the nuclear bunker, shall we? Which is a phrase I'll be saying regularly to my new dates <laughs> after the war. <laughs> Who was the man in that Roddy, Roddy McDowell? No, in Planet of the Apes. The Charlton main, Heston. Charlton I've already Heston, brought him it. up as a reference. I know. Right, so if you had to have sex with him or the all right Thank female you, ape who was Cornelius' wife... Colin, Cornelius doesn't mind. I don't want to what? put you in a moral quandary. If I'm doing it... <laughs> now, how's Cornelius about this? Because the last thing Cornelius I Cornelius is into it and wants to watch. Get your hands on me, you dirty ape, because I am ready to rumble with you. Peel that one back. So, you, who would you... You'd, you'd actually choose not, Cornelius, if it sounds like... That No, not Charlton oh. or Cornelius. I'll go with the monkey lady, if I have to, sir. <laughs> <laughs> You're invading my consciousness. <laughs> I really like that. Come on, let's talk to Bunker Man, shall we? Let's get him. Because he's him on got on a time limit. Yeah. Mike, Mike, the Bunker Man. He what is ready him? for Armageddon. This is your item. This is your item. Captain Hans, seat for Nuclear Bunker. Hello, Mike. This is Russell Brand from the Russell Brand Podcast. I'm here with my associate and former friend, Matt Morgan. <laughs> I wonder if uh, you'd answer some questions about life in the bunker, because we've been curious about what it's like down there. We can certainly do that. What goes on in there? Well, we've got it open as a tourist attraction, seven days a week. Um, originally, uh, it was built in great secrecy in 1952. The mm. government approached my grandfather, where we farm 2,000-odd acres here, um, they took the 25 acres, bulldozed the hill away, built the bunker, which is 10-foot-thick reinforced concrete all the way around. 
and it remained sort of secret to most people until 1994 when we went to see a public tender and bought it back because Maggie and Gorbachev had got together and decided the Cold War was silly. <laughs> so we now have lots of tourists coming through it to look at a Cold War monument, really. I want to come. Do. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like down there? What's the best <laughs> Who's who's the what's the who's the best people you've ever had down there? And what's the best things that's down there? Uh, well, we've had uh, lots of what do you mean by best people? I mean, we've had uh, Bill Bailey, for example. Ooh, that's good. Um, I like him. Yeah, Richard um, Nagiyagi, Yagi, or whatever it is, the IT crowd chap. Uh, I would eat. He's, he's good. He's good. Was he filming? What was he doing down there? Yeah, it was the Gadget Man. Uh, we had oh, Michael Portillo. Portillo a fortnight ago to Uh-oh. do his. Um, Hope you kept your eye on him. His uh, thing on. Um, well, it's not trains anymore. It was a thing called Monarchy. And so it's been on telly already. It was very good. We've just finished 15 weeks of filming um, with various films, one of which was an eight weeker mm. called Genesis, um, which had uh, John Hanna forwarding some funeral in it. I know so him. I've done a scene with him. He, he grabbed me inappropriately and aggressively, actually. There you go. <laughs> Was it, uh, Mike, was it down the bunker? Would you go like to be down there for perpetuity should Armageddon come? Should the, the, uh, the cloud go up? Perpetuity, perpetuity is a bit of a long time. Long time for, um, yes, especially with Matthew's family. Spend a lot of my time down here. We have uh, Boy Scouts, um, paranormals, mm. zombies uh, down here that stay the night. Um, so, you know, it's not something zombies, that's unusual. They can stop over. You can stop over. stop over. Yeah, the Boy Scouts stop over. I'm scared of stopping over. Matt, do you want to stop over? Um, well, if there was a nuclear war, I'd be very happy to. It's a scheduling issue. We don't want Matt there the same night as the Boy Scouts. We'll keep Look, them we've all clear. We've got a BBC radio studio. Have you? You can broadcast from here, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> a, 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 a broadcast from a bunker. Live from the bunker. Russ yeah. and Matt. And Could you, be. Mike, would you come yeah. and be on the show? Yeah, well, I'd be here, wouldn't I? So certainly. No problem at all. <laughs> what will you be wearing, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, normal civvy clothes. Just the civvies? Is there a, the would civvies. you mix it up if required? Oh, if required, we would. we rise to the occasion. Ooh. Are you Red Indian Squaw? What was it called, that early morning programme? Big Breakfast or something, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they got what? me to take my shirt off for that. I thought Why? That was worth, that was you about. did that, Mike. I did. It was worth about £20,000 in advertising, I thought. But uh, what are you, who, who had you do that? Laugh. Evans? <laughs> Yates? No. I Vaughan? Long time ago now. Long time ago. For Newton? Actually, Vaughan rings a bell. Yeah, it was Vaughan. It was Vaughan. Yeah. That sounds like Vaughan-y all over. Yeah. All right, uh, get your shirt off, Mike. Oh, so, like that. Probably frenzied. <laughs> all right, I'd like to come down the old bunker. Matthew and I, we're going to get in touch with you. And we're going to... We'll, why don't we uh, do a competition and other people can come down the bunker with us? I'll choose the winners. <laughs> <laughs> Is it an overnighter? Overnighter down the bunker. Bunk up with Russ, question mark. That's what we call competition. Actually, I'm looking for love. And as you know, it's going to quite Can well. I ask a question? Certainly you can. Mike, could it be commandeered by the government again if there was some sort of situation? If they take emergency powers, the answer to that is yes, they can commandeer your house and anything else which should include this. What? But the difference is, is that I've got the keys and I'm on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, you're ready. You're ready for uh, the revolution. You're already thinking in those terms. Like, Uh, there's old Cameron, hammering on the door. Mike saying, nope, I've been tricked by Vaughan once. I'm going to be purely thinking of the world. In the the statement, but they're all going to be 25-year-old blondes. Mike, you monster! 
Okay, well, twenty-five-year-old blonde. The world has gone. You've got to be thinking of the world. I'm you. Procreation. Yeah. Procreation. I've been thinking Absolutely. in those terms for some time now, Mike. And it's, <laughs> you know, frankly, it's not working. Purely a realist's view. Yeah, Mike, thank you for bringing some much-needed rationality to this show live from a nuclear bunker. We're going to be joining you, you down that. We're going to come right we'll down do your bunker. We're going to show down there. We're yeah, going to do a show down there and from a nick and all. But like, let's start there. We'll move into some novelty shows. This is brilliant. Mike, thank you for your time. We'll talk to you again soon to do the admin for this ill-fated venture. Cheers, we'll look forward to it. Oh, lots of love, Mike. Cheers, Mike. Bye, bye, bye. mate, bye. Oh, I like him. You showed me up in front of You Mike. showed me you up. You showed me up in front of You started of asking him what he was wearing so and what? what he would wear. Oh, and you sexualised him. Of course like I sexualised sexualized everyone. Mike. I sexualised Mike, quite rightly. He liked it as well. He, he went it. with it. He's top come off of Vaughan. <laughs> it, it, like, it turned out that sexualisation was what Mike was after. It really opened him up, actually. And then opened he started him up, telling us about all the blondes that he was going to have I'm going to have blondes down there. I'll do what the hell I like down there, It's my bunker. My rules. looks a bit like Benny Hill in my imagination. Was he peering over a pair of half-moon specks in your imagination? Yeah, and sort of doing a little salute with his tongue out, chasing yeah. people around his bunker. Do my belt buckle up, off I go. Oh, can't come in here, I've got the keys. <laughs> what do I do down here? It's up to Mike. <laughs> it's Mike's rules. Mike's bunker, Mike's rules. That's what Mike always says. I quite like Mike. I like Can we Mike. go down his bunker? He's an eccentric. I didn't realise he... I thought he just, uh, like, worked there, but... So his dad, like, his they've got a farm. invented the goddamn bunker. They've got 2,000 acres, I think he said. I mean, this guy's prepped for Armageddon. Yeah. Isn't he? He could fill that place with, you know, tinned food. He's in a great position. I don't like that the government can just demand it back, do you, mate? Well, I think the police can commandeer any vehicle, can't they? And probably your house or I'm whatever. not having it. I'm not having it. <clears throat> I don't think they're going to be after They're not going to be after vehicles, my bicycle. No, bike. Go around a mixed car tonight. They're going to have that bloody thing keeps catching fire. There's an email here from someone calling himself Linear. I found this news about music for cats. Cool for cats. Applied animal behavioural scientists tested the effectiveness of their feline melodies on a group of 47 cats. The cats were not impressed when they heard barks air on a G-string. No one likes hearing air on a G-string. But when the cat-tailored songs came on, the cats rubbed the speakers with their faces. In cat language, that's shouting for an encore. A clip of Rusty's ballad is available. Listen. Let's have a listen. What's this? Music for cats. Cat music? Yeah. This is what cats are into. I like it. Boring. Shit. (laughs) 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 No, it's all right. That if you're a cat or something, probably is it? I don't know. I don't know why that would. It must resonate in a certain way that they enjoy. Yeah, must be. I mean, we're getting really into the through the looking glass territory. There's this ASMR where women whisper you into a state of tingly relaxation. Yeah, ASMR. Oh, I think this is. Hi. How can I help you? Well, you lost. You're looking for directions. I like that. You'd like a reservation. I love it. Today? I'm so sorry for this look on my face that says I'm dumb as a box of rocks. I mean, <laughs> where's she going? How's that any different from JOI, the world of jerk-off instructions? Well, that I actually know the clip that's from, right? And that's How? Where, How Because and why? I sent it. I said, oh, this is that thing, ASMR. I see you've done some production that. work, yeah, have you? Yeah, see, yeah. Well, that's pretty I surprising. I work tirelessly through the week on this. You do not. No, that is that is an experience where you turn up for like a massage and stuff. So she talks to you, and you a can massage? tell. No, it's not like that. It's like a beauty treatment, right? So you can sit there with your headphones on, listening to that, and you can have this sort of like it's pampering, right? Mm-hmm. People are desperate for love and to feel connected. Why do we all need so much love, man? 
What's no, you going need on? jerk off instructions. <laughs> Why do we need so much I love and jerk off instructions? You don't need to be instructed on. <laughs> Chimpanzees do it out of boredom. And I've been doing it since I was a little girl, growing up in Villa Ricky. Or as I called it. Forwards. Back with Silly forwards. Up and down, round about. They'll feel ashamed. <laughs> That's it. Look at all those wiggly worms you've spilled. You've spilled wiggly worms. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, this isn't Christmas, is it? This is from Dominic Duggan. Matt, it pains me to inform you, Russell's Item Fame game has been proved to work and it's out there for the whole world to see. And the new Walkers advert, other crystals are available, Gary Lineker, other footballers are available, comes to an elderly Nan's house dressed as an electrician and she doesn't recognise him. In conclusion, the Fame game works. Not only that, Matt, it's in the world of commerce now. Well, I hate to say it, but that's not real, is it? It's an advert scripted. Good point, good point. Dominic, I think you should retract your email. You've wasted our time. This is from Ben. Hello, Russell and Matt and G. I listened to the podcast for a week or so back about recognising celebrities well I think you're referring to Ding Dong who's that knocking at your door mate (laughs) Uh, in that same episode you talked about Tom Cruise it was a coincidence then to be taken via a Facebook link the same day to to a comment that Tom Cruise became a UPS man for a short while so he could learn to blend in as a member of the pubic he actually does say pubic there so that's a good typo it was for the film Collateral I guess that proves he didn't get recognised because otherwise it wouldn't have been useful research method acting he went and did a went and worked for UPS that's trying too hard. I can barely be bothered to turn up and do the bit that I'm there to do, let alone do a bit before to help me pretend that I care about the bit that I'm there to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't see what insight you'd gain from doing a day as a UPS man, really. No, nor do I. I understand, like, you know, like if you were playing some Viking, go and live up a mountain for a couple of weeks or something. Go Even and then, just, yeah, just, just pretend. imagine No one it. can tell. No one can tell what you're thinking in your head. What's that point? I've got an email here from... Um, Have you? No, it's an advert. All right, go on then. <laughs> go on, do your ads. <laughs> Me undies, they're back. <laughs> and we've I'll tell actually you what, got samples. that means that we must have done a good job of advertising it in the past. I know, that's why. What we should do is, mm-hmm. you really support me in the adverts, right? They do really well, because you know then it what? says off then the code what? brand. They'll know it's coming from this show. They'll go, hey, there's a massive spike in these really inept adverts. There's and a then spike we'll revolutionise my... advertising. What happened then? All adverts will be shit with no help <laughs> from the main presenter. Here, <laughs> 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 yeah. feel in... these pants. How dare you? How dare you toss a pair of pants They're at me? Clean. They don't look clean, mate. They are bloody clean. Feel them. They can suck the moisture out of I it. I don't want moisture sucked out. I've never liked that concept. <laughs> Why are you always on about that? Why do they think that's such an angle? Right, listen. You know that feeling of putting on old saggy underwear? No. You do. I don't. You do. You used to wear toddler's pants I've for got ages. Have a look at my pants. Oh, Let's have a look. Look, see, if anyone needs meundies.com. No one does. Least of all what me. What are they? <laughs> oh, oh. Christ. Christ. <laughs> like what public school girls wear for hockey. Oh. That's what you're wearing. Which is bad. Do you know what? I read this thing once about if you want to get your testosterone up, right? Yeah, Some what? bodybuilders do this, right? What do they do? You need to get the clothing that teenage girls use for PE at school, for yeah. physical education. Get their sweaty clothing and have it in your bed with you. It makes you have a massive spike in uh, what? aggression. Is that what you told the police? Well, I was found in a public school. <laughs> Smothered in hockey knickers. So I'm merely working on my testosterone levels. You're free to go, Mr Morgan. <laughs> Can we have these hockey socks back? No, it's true. Like boxers and stuff, they, they'll start craving. To make themselves aggressive. Yeah, it, it doesn't, you know, sexual pheromones and Maybe stuff, Maybe old Billy Bounce uh, wrestler needs to sleep with some women's hockey knickers. Well, he, yeah, he seems like he's got no aggression. Oh, oh go on then, put me in a half, Nelson, you oh. dullard. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh Christ! You've scraped my wrist, you bloody bully oh, hang boy. Hang on, we're doing the meandies, right? <clears throat> Matt, you know that feeling of putting on old saggy underwear, Russell? No. And you do because you've just showed us. I my mean, underwear's Christ. top notch, son. You need to know the feeling of great fitting underwear. That is two times softer than cotton, and I can feel. I'm actually feeling that. It's very soft. Do meandies is the most comfortable underwear. <laughs> I'm touching it. They fit perfectly. They don't ride up on you, and we all hate that, don't we? I like it. Russell's got a hungry bum by the end of the day. <laughs> He's digging his knickers out. <laughs> uh, they also make you look great. Go My to meundies.com and check, check out the photography. And for the girls, check out hot boy shorts. We'll make it easy. You get, here, 20% off. Brand. <laughs> you're, you're, I think, well, you're getting better, but you're still appalling. Here's an email from someone. Hello, guys. So good to have you back on XFM, which we also are on a Sunday. You can listen to us there or you can listen to us on Audio Boom, of course. I missed your mental banter. Just a quick note. I'm sure someone has pointed this out already, but just in case they haven't, I thought I would. In Ireland, the word G means woman's lady garden. So in Ireland, Mr. G would be Mr. Lady Garden. Just thought I'd let you know. And that's from Millie. I ran this by Dan, who's from Northern Ireland. He'd mm. never heard of that. But then G said, yeah. apparently, yeah, when, we're in Ireland, that's, when we're in Ireland, that's what they always say to me, that, you know... Do they use it in the first person? Like, lick my G, touch my G? No, that's what I say to them. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, sexism from a poet. Yeah. The worst kind. The worst kind. No, that's what they say. They just say, they say oh, G. G. Yeah, G means vagina. Yeah. My G. I wonder if it's like a, a cute word for it or it's like a bit more Dirty of a rude swear word. word. Yeah. They also say Mickey for Willie. There's they? not many words for the genital. What do you use in a sexual situation? That's it. S- suck my wasp name. What? I mean, <laughs> like, I want to lick your, or will you mind sucking my? Like, what sort would of. Would you mind sucking my? <laughs> would you mind terribly? Put this here, and if you want to suck it, that's fine. <laughs> nah. I don't want to put any pressure on you. I'm not for benefit of the tape. Could you clarify your here voluntarily? I'm for full consent here. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, uh, your nails on the shaft. <laughs> I'm going to unzip this now. Uh, from here on in, I may somewhat lose my call, uh, but you have consented. Let's just finish that paperwork. do that to you. And would you like it in your misty? I mean, what... What are you trying to say? What words can you use for... In a sexual context. Pussy. That's what I'm trying pussy. to say. Pussy. Right. I'd like to lick your pussy, you Thank might you. say. <laughs> or you might say, suck on my... Dick. <laughs> <laughs> and we are men. One of us is a father, well, and the other say? one claims to be the fourth you, cleverest brain lately, in the world. What? You started calling your penis Robert Longfellow. Robin Longfellow, oh, sir. God, sorry. Robin Longfellow <laughs> need answer to no one. Isn't that right, Robin? Robin Longfellow. <laughs> What's that about Robin Hood? So it was his... He gives to the rich and he takes from the poor. It's Robin Longfellow. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's funny. I think it's one of the names of Puck in... in Midsummer Night Dream. Some call me... There's some monologue from Puck out of Midsummer Night Dream. You've really thought about this, haven't you? I didn't. It just came to me. It's a funny thing, I think, Robin Longfellow. Yeah, but if it's funny, what if you're having a serious bit of Yeah, but I'm not going to call... I don't say suck Robin Longfellow. (laughs) (laughs) You do. I do have serious sex. That's one of the times when I'm least funny. What do you call it when you're being serious? Um... 
I call him either the Emperor, <laughs> Captain Nesbit, <laughs> Stick Willow, <laughs> Greedy Guts, <laughs> Storm in a Teacup. He's got, he goes by many names. Neil, are you frantically looking up a Puck monologue from Midsummer Night Dream? Now, that is professionalism, live in action, here on Audio Boom, here on XFM, a man doing research live in the moment. In the moment. Matthew, what are you going to email. What? Go on. Ask me, ask me whatever you want. Ask you this. Email from Morgan. If you had to choose between living in deep space or deep sea, which would you choose and why? They say they choose deep sea because of the insane creatures and magic of the sea over the lonely magic of space. Lonely magic? I'd go for uh, space, I think. You can't barely cope on Earth. (laughs) I know, but like, if it's out of deep space or deep sea, deep sea, Mm. right? There's yeah. constant pressure, literally, of massive tons of water above you. I right? think it's constant so, pressure here. Well, pressure yeah, to perform. You've, you've created pressure on pressure. me, Longfellow. Come up with new political theories every week. Arguments about this and that and the other. It's well, e- look, in each one, you're away from all that sort of pressure. Aren't I'd you? love that. So That'd you're, be a relief. In, you're a nice little bubble of reality. Gorgeous. Away from it all. Can I swim about in either situation? I don't think if you're in deep sea I think you'd be crushed you know crushed. Like the, the pressure of the water would just it's got to be deep is it you can't just float about on the surface well that's not a bloody question is it would you rather be in deep space or <laughs> at the seaside <laughs> seaside please I love it there anyway <laughs> got a beach out in Clacton I'll have the time of my life <laughs> yeah but deep space I suppose deep space that's why you know, you're never coming back home are you you're, you're drifting have you seen Interstellar no, I haven't, and people keep asking yeah. me about it. Because it's trying to propose new myths about the nature of consciousness. I mean, in a way, it's really brilliant. In another way, it's just like a Twilight Zone episode where we go, what? The aliens is us in the future? Right. That a bit, and it? It's like us in the future, clever coming back to El Paso. Is there now. aliens in it? No, the aliens is us in the future. A lot, right, of right. It, a lot of it has been done on Star Trek. Oh, really? you're such a square. Yeah. No, I am. Seriously, I, I, I sat there with my arms on Star Yeah, I'm proper tricky. He's into everything, oh, yeah, isn't really? he? He's yeah. bloody... He's in Hulk. Spider-Man on his T-shirt right now. Married. Godzilla. Got, anything Godzilla. square, he loves it. Yeah. 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 No, what have you got there? That. Matthew Morgan with some Shakespeare in front of him. Now, there's a visual oxymoron. There's it, a jarring paradox. Matt in and culture. Celtic folklore. Puck is a mischievous nature sprite, demon or fairy. In folklore Puck is also known as Robin Goodfellow, not Robin Longfellow. Well, Robin and Goodfellow. Puck was also I mean, a member Long of was the biggest Puck, lie Puck of the whole piece. <laughs> <laughs> Puck was also a member of Alpha Flight that was a Marvel comic group in the 80s. Oh, God. God, why do you have to make everything more square for? <laughs> I would live... Oh, I don't want to live in either of them places. I mean, there's them little neon creatures that live right down at the bottom of the sea. They're all right, aren't they? All, you know. What I like about deep sea is to come back, mm-hmm. you've got to come up slowly at the speed that like an oxygen bubble would come up. Otherwise, Why? you get the bends. I like the you bends. You burst. You don't like it. Bring it on! No, you. it kills you. Bring it on! Nitrogen or something in your blood kills you. What about Radiohead? Baby's got the bends. They were all right. Yes, they did live through that. Song <laughs> that <I remember. laughs> exactly, Matthew. Exactly. Space, I mean, all right. I mean, I remember I've got a trip to space anytime I want it and I don't want to go. Space is quite scary because you've got, like, you got, when you leave planet Earth, you go through the Van Allen belt of like, radiation. Right? Ooh, what's that? Radiation. You know what a it belt is. belt of it. Yeah. It's just floating around. It comes from the sun or whatever. I don't you've know. got to pass through a belt of that. You've got to pass through that. All astronauts right. go through it. So you do get a big dose of radiation. Every time you fly on a plane, you get quite a large dose of radiation, more than x-rays. Why do you read all this? You don't sleep, do you? What's going on? (laughs) 
<laughs> radiation, nuclear bunkers. Oh, these are interesting facts. I don't go, oh no, I'm getting too much radiation by going you on a plane. Do. I think the plane might crash. <laughs> don't worry about the radiation. Silly sod. Right, That's so not you, silly. We were worried about radiation. You want to live in a nuclear bunker? You're not worried about things enough. <laughs> <laughs> Is that our relationship? In I would have thought MI5 would have bumped you off already. I'd be scared <laughs> saying overthrow the government. I don't think. Overthrow I like this show because it's a relief for me from being under all that pressure. I know you've created a mad world. Of, yeah. I'm the people, second most people well, turn basically to you for in charge. People literally. <laughs> so if 9/11 happened again, right, something like that, they'd go. We'd Russell, gotta, what, the, what are we going to do, Russell? Russell Brand. Robin Longfellow has been <laughs> consulted on this. Yeah, but that's because I think that's why, because of a humanistic approach where you've got to have a laugh. You don't, you don't have to be all square and boring all the time to deal no, with the world's but, problems, or yeah. indeed at all. I'm very, very funny. You should Blah, promote your documentary a bit more in this. Come and see my documentary, Emperor's New Clothes. And who's that starring? Why, it's Russell. And what format is it? Documentary. And who directed it, though, old Russ? Why, it's Winterbottom, of course. Is it good? <laughs> Not really. No, yeah, of course it is. It's bloody brilliant. Have you seen it? No. I don't watch things that I do anymore. Remember me? Straight home from Big Brother's Big Mouth. On goes the telly. Watch old... I remember that. Did I you have to we... watch them? Yeah. I didn't work on that show, but when we did MTV, yeah. you'd get VHSs of the shows that you did, and it was just a call-in show. It wasn't worth re-watching. He'd re-watch it and re-watch it, and if everyone in the room wasn't quiet, shush! <laughs> and then he'd sit there mouthing it like he'd watched it so many times. Yes, good. That wasn't the weirdest thing around that time, because that, that was on? around the time I used to watch the weather and say to me, look, if you really focus, you can make the weather person make a mistake. <laughs> Because his mind to try and put news readers off and stuff. Mate, look, come round. I'm really, I'm really pissed off with Michael Burke. <laughs> look, look, look at this moment here. Yeah. Burke makes a mistake. It's because of me drilling into his mind. mind. I did it. I can control Burke and I can control the world. And soon people will turn to me, Matthew. They will turn to me. Gee, said that. They used to remember when we first met, like seeing me slumped over the foil or hitting up a crack pipe going, oh, I'll be in charge. <laughs> I know. It was mental because you used to say it and then it sort of happened. Yeah. I know. And I ain't even finished. I'm going to actually do these things. It's all going to actually happen. What? Governments are going to fall, new global systems created, and who's in charge? Why, it's old Russ, of course, me and Robin Longfellow, <laughs> marching merrily down the streets, running systems of government. What an absolute arsake for everybody. Now, uh, when's, when's it going to happen? It's happening already. I've got loads of, I've got all this new economic terrorism, I mean, guerrilla <laughs> economics that I'm doing. It's brilliant. You'll love it. I can't tell you on here, but it's all, yo, oh no, I told you, didn't I? You, no, I remember that thing you told companies. me. It's mental, yeah. Brilliant, we're going to start that up soon. And not only do we get to smash a few corporations, we get the money. And then we can invest that money however we want. It's a brilliant system. I've got this economist who's worked it all out. It's going to be fine. Anyway, don't worry about that now, because we've got an email here from, uh, what's this? A couple arrested selling tickets to heaven. That's the kind of huckster sham that I'd be nicked for doing. An American couple have been arrested over the weekend for selling golden tickets to heaven to hundreds of people. Tito and Amanda Watts, who sold the tickets on the street for 1999. Like Michael Jackson's brother. <laughs> Were made from solid gold and each ticket reserved a spot for heaven. That sounds like a nice idea. How much are these tickets? No, 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 no. Do they want to come on the show? What's the point of all this? The, pl- the tickets are solid gold. Jesus gave them to me behind the KFC and said to sell them, says Tito. So I can get some money to go out of space. I met an alien named Stevie. I mean, this is actually quite good stuff, actually. Well, it Look. leads into that's telling that they were smoking a lot of crack. 
I've got a flying saucer made of crack cocaine. You can smoke all the crack cocaine all that you want totally free. So try and send an innocent man to jail and see what happens. You should arrest Jesus because he's the one that gave me the golden tickets and told me to sell them. I'm willing to wear a wire and set Jesus up. Police also raided Watts' house where they confiscated over 10 grand in cash, five crack pipes and a baby alligator. Cute that he's got a pet. <laughs> it's a baby alligator hasn't quite got you know like that's going to backfire isn't it when that grows up yeah I'm an alligator him. so I don't know why anyone would actually trust this guy to well don't buy tickets to heaven from a crack addict ticket to it's heaven just one. admit one they wrote admit one on them don't you try and use pass that to someone else. Like remember in the old days with bus tickets, you could drop it on your floor, on the floor, and then your the other mate could pick it up. Other person you can't gets do in. that now because your Oyster card on the on a London bus won't go in again. All of my hard-earned techniques for fair dodging basically useless now. Except you can still use sneaking behind someone. I used it the other day. I got a tube somewhere for some reason. Nostalgia, I can't remember. And I, I went in behind someone. Still works. Still works. Hang on, why are you doing that if you don't? we don't need to? Do, have you got an Oyster card? No. Haven't you? No. No, he doesn't know about those things. I What's know it? about it. Oyster. How'd you Oyster. Get out of the tube. Sneak out behind someone else. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sneak about. Just sneak about. And people will know. And if the person goes, hey, why are you sneaking out? I go, don't affect you. They go, well, it does affect me because ticket price will go up to absorb it. I go, no, 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 mate. Shut well, up. It affects me because you've put Robin Longfellow on my back. through <laughs> here. At no extra charge, sir. Mm, how about that? You don't get that on the way to Uxbridge on the Metropolitan line. That's how they'll get you to stop you what, doing a revolution. They'll get you on St. Trivial. Fair dodging. Yeah. Russell Brown was shot dead for fair dodging the other yeah. day. Crikey, what a way to go. At least I went out with me and they'll die. <laughs> Longfellow <laughs> slopping about. <laughs> Okay, um, oh, right, so I've advertised Emperor's New Clothes, a film I'm in. Go and see that. Screens on the 21st. It's though those have happened on the 24th advertising, of April. Advertising, you say? There's <laughs> nothing wrong with advertising as long as that product does lead to revolution. If you want to send us an email, you can. Russell and Matt at audioboom.com. Do a jingle, then do your advert. Do a jingle? Well, then it lead into Russell an advert. Russell Sonic Telepathy. It's a bit low energy. But they tried their best and they're to be applauded. That's not too bad. Who was it? You never uh, know, do you? I do know. You never know. If there's one thing I always do, it's know who... No, I Who was it? Oh, hang on. Pat Ribsy? Number seven. Number seven, that's good. There ain't a number seven on you. Only oh, number ten. Five. Oh, I don't bloody know. It was someone. Birchbox. <laughs> Yeah, is a product where they send you a box full of grooming samples and stylish accessories. Head over to Birchbox.com and use promo code Russell to get 100 Birchbox points with a purchase of your subscription. That's $10 to spend towards your new favourite products. Birchbox.com <laughs> Why I like you doing the adverts is you've got a naturally quite a sarcastic tone of voice. Have I? Yeah, it sounds like you're not doing it properly, even though I know you're trying your hardest. Oh, shit. Yeah, like now when you're talking, you've gone back to being normal you. But well, I'll do it as normal me then. Try. Well, no, I can't pay keep twice advertising it. Head over to birchbox.com. <laughs> See, you sound sarcastic. <laughs> Sounds like you hate Birchbox. Well, I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, you do it then. See that thing Matt was on about? It's good as gold, that stuff. Say Birch. 
That's Shoe not. Box. Say perch. <laughs> I won't do it, man. Say perch. I won't play your right, silly say little games. <laughs> say bitch. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna denigrate women. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do that. That's, this is Russell Brand talking. He's, yeah? ta- he's taking an hour off that. <laughs> Once a week for an hour, I stopped the mis- I'm not into misogyny. I, when I was misogynistic, that was a slip-up. What? It was just a long slip-up. <laughs> I didn't mean it. That's, that's culture. Um, anyway, I apologise yeah, no, for that. Yeah, no, culture. Bloody culture. This is from Natasha, a woman who I respect as an equal. Hello, Matt and Russell. I have an idea for a weekly feature in the podcast that will combine telephone calls and audience participation, giveaways, and Russell singing memorable 80s TV theme tunes. This is the perfect item. It's called Russell Sings. So, and uh, Matt, you intro it. This is the premise. Listeners suggest 80s, 90s TV show theme songs for Russell Singh. Listeners would then submit their mobile phone numbers by email for the chance to get a call. If the listener can guess the TV show and prefaces their answer with the word Russell Sings, they win a ticket. It's quite complex. Uh, they, you know, they, anyway, you can win a coffee in the True Era Caf, my Caf, a truth to where it's actually a collective, communally owned. It's not my Caf. Uh, don't How you is that going? Uh, it's a lot of pressure. I'm like Basil Forty hurtling around that place, punching people. My God, Christ! Where's the green juices? Oh, all the ingredients. Oh, where's that delivery, Manuel? Have you dinged anyone on the head with a spoon? Yeah, I've had dinged a few people on the head with a spoon. It's an half hard running a cafe, even when you're not really running it. Just turning up to moan and be frantic for five minutes a couple of times a day. Are pressure. You, you put money into it and stuff. All so of could, the money. Really? So it could. Well, it don't matter to me. Well, no, but you want it to flourish, don't you? Flourish, start more things for more people. What if it it's starts collective. a whole chain? Is that the idea? Give it away. It really? Give it away. Yeah, but no, because if I it employs people who like were drug addicts and stuff, yep, then that's yep. quite good, isn't it? That's good, getting them back to work. The problem is with drug addicts is they're a pain in the arse, as you know. You're friends with me. Yeah. It's annoying, isn't it? Well, well at no, least but with I mean, me, I am me, so I can put up with that. Yeah. But with someone else, <sighs> well, they're ex-junkies. Still they? a nuisance. The thing that makes people drug addicts, that don't go nowhere. Look at me now. I've been annoying all the time you've known me. Annoying <laughs> when I was a drug addict. Annoying now I'm not one. Annoying. Yeah, but I'll be. I think you're just annoying. Maybe, it, <laughs> maybe it's nothing to do with drug addiction. Could be. Could be. Uh, maybe I was less annoying on the old drugs. I mean, at least I wound down. You're quite low energy on the old heroin. Okay, it t- took the wind out of my sails, didn't it? <laughs> for, of, for a couple of hours a, a day. sentence sometimes. Oh, oh. Well, the thing is... has <laughs> <laughs> gone again. <laughs> what a silly ass. Go right. on then. So this item, yeah. This item from Natasha. Sounds a bit professional for us. Sounds... I, I just... When I heard how many layers of production were involved, I nearly c- cried. Yeah. From like... It just was beyond me. Actually beyond me as a, as a concept. So you've, you've discarded it. Yeah, it's gone. It's Thanks, gone. though. Come on, Matthew. Do an item of something. What? <laughs> no, don't just reach for your bloody birch box. Well, I've done all my adverts now, so I can actually relax. <laughs> Um, this is your own time now. What's this? Telephone Neighbours. Right, yeah, I'll look. Sorry to say, Matt, but your game Telephone Neighbours has already been invented by the Belgians. Yeah, we knew that. My first... He's been doing it just by texting random numbers, this guy. The first ever Telephone Neighbour was a Bolton-based man. His name is Simon, but he preferred to be called Uncle Vern. I bet he did. By both his friends and me, his new Telephone Neighbour. Uh, he received. He texted him saying, "I love you." To which, oh, he texted him and he said, "Thanks." An unusual dialogue unfurled over the coming days, with neither side acknowledging the bizarre nature of the conversations. After a couple of weeks, they started phoning each other, and he was. What's that told me? Someone just got sucked into a new relationship. I'm trying to see where this leads because I don't want Uncle Vern to have stepped outside <laughs> the law with this young man. <laughs> oh, no, he lost his phone, so he lost Uncle Vern and no one was abused at all. Well, that's a, another positive email. Yeah. Which we escape with our dignity. 
when I worked in a factory once when I was at university, I used to come back and work in a factory, right? Because I had worked at the office upstairs. So it was like upstairs, downstairs. I went to university and then needed money. So I'd, in the summer, I'd come back and work in the factory. So it was really awful. You saw me. both sides of life. I saw both sides of life. And I was never accepted again in either of the, uh, you know, upstairs, downstairs Never situations. will be. What people like used, the you had to lock oh, the pranks that people did on you were terrible. You had to lock your phone in your drawer, like because we were soldering stuff and doing like electronic stuff. Otherwise, they'd get your phone and you used to be able to do send to all. Do you remember ah. that? And they'd send like, I've done something really bad. I've killed someone, or Mum, I'm gay, or just awful things. Is it where that Text man did that s- bit of swearing? That stupid yeah. fucking pig nosed yeah. bit of old cunt. Yeah, someone said that. Oh, That's well, a remembered. Stupid fucking pig-nosed bit of old cunt. Yeah. That's a terrible piece of swearing. A man said that about this woman from upstairs. See, there was a real rivalry. <laughs> and he did. It was musical, the way he went, stupid fucking pig-nosed bit of old cunt. <laughs> stupid fucking pig-nosed bit of old cunt. It's don't really... Think we, can, we don't think we can use that. It's what? so misogynistic. Right, let's pretend Bit it's... of old... That's, if it's a man, and he's still a stupid fucking pig-nosed bit of old cunt. I mean, it's <laughs> still bad, but at least it's not misogynistic. It's really stuck in my head, that. Well, it's rhythmic. It is rhythmic. How's it stuck in your head? Because of the same reason. Yeah. I like a bit of rhythm, don't I? When I worked down there, if you the drill jumped and when you were drilling, it would scratch the thing and you had to repaint it, right? Uh. And this bloke said once, hurry up and paint that. It doesn't have to be a Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> and I really laughed and looked around and no one else reacted to it. <laughs> I mean, I was out of my depth there. What? They were out of their depth. Someone was out of their depth. Good, because Mozart's got the word art in it, so why not consider it, broadly speaking, to be... No, you're, no, no, it no, was stupid. There's no way out for him. Matt, yeah, can well, I interview you about Hollywood? Worst job you've done, then? Uh, worst job? Worst job? I uh, murdered someone once. <laughs> no, well, uh, I didn't like being... I didn't like washing the dishes in Pizza Hut. What? I never knew you did that. I didn't do it. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, I operated the dishwasher in Pizza Hut as part of my trial. He's done a mime, so there's a obviously a real memory there. He's mimed does pulling a, something down. Does there. a mime indicate real memory? Well, yeah, it's very hard to lie. In if, mime? Yeah, if you were lying, you wouldn't have just done that. That, that shows that there was a physical memory I'm going to use that next time I am lying. Russell, why are these niggas <laughs> in the bed? I'm trying to get my testosterone levels <laughs> up. <laughs> and then I'll point up He's aggressively. He no, can't he, be lying. These... Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, so like, I had to be in charge of the dishwasher machine, pull down that lever, hated it. How old were you? 15 or 16, something like that. It's too young to be employed by Pizza Hut. But, and they were breaking the law! And it was a trial, and at the end of the trial, I didn't get it. I did a trial at Boots and didn't get it. What's wrong with us? We're not <laughs> fit for Pizza Hut, we're not fit for Boots. What? When? I used to get searched every time I left Boots by the uh, store detective. Used to go around my belt, in my shoes, everything. There's no need for that. I hid the money inside my pen. I rolled <laughs> it up and put it in a pen. You thought about that, haven't you? I once got done for shoplifting from Boots White Mascara. And I, yeah, I remember that. I had to go to a police cell as a consequence. White Kenny's Mascara that you used to do your hair up like vanilla ice. That's right. <laughs> Not to do up my Yes, it was. You told me. That was... This was a different crime. That crime of stealing the white mascara was to white out my eyebrows to play a part when I was learning to be an actor at a drama... Oh, debris fell out of the roof on me then. Like, to be an actor in uh, drama school. I was playing the part as Des Lyndon. <laughs> Why were you... What? I was doing some acting. Surely they're going to supply the eyebrow whitening. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to nick it. I don't know. I think I was on edge. 
So I stole that and I'd whitened myself. I mean, like oh, I was that must caught. Been embarrassing. It's an embarrassing thing. What are you to doing be... with this, sir? Well, you see, I've got a plum roll. <laughs> <laughs> I play the part of Full Pony, aka the Fox. He's a wise and elderly fellow, and to get into character, officer, I'm going to need to white out the old brows. So Did then... you explain that to the police that that was what it was for? Yeah, I tried to look like I knew what I was doing. I mean, what was my other... Oh, yeah, the, the vanilla ice incident you're referring to is when I snipped some blonde hair out of my dad's girlfriend's dog <laughs> and then sprayed it into the front of a quiff to be a vanilla ice blonde bit. And what could be more natural than snipping a blonde bit out of a dad's girlfriend's dog and saying How old were you when... Is that on your way to Pizza Hut, you thought? Must have been about that age, because that's when Ice Ice Baby was happening. Hey, it's a bonkers way to go, but did it work? Not really, Matt. I mean, well, given look that at me the... now, I'm famous. <laughs> so it. yes, that's another success. <laughs> I mean, like the end game there would have been to meet and seduce women or girls, as they would have been then, as I was a child. But it wasn't a total triumph, no, because I was a man with dog hair sprayed <laughs> into the front of a vanilla <laughs> ice. He'd committed a crime like that, and they found there's a lock of hair. Let's get the DNA. Hold on a minute. That man was a dog. <laughs> it's a Labrador <laughs> man committing these crimes. Let's let him off. He's a genius. OK, why don't we summarise a show that frankly lost its way a bit towards the end with the poetry of Mr G. G, have you even written a poem? Look at you, look We're frantic. going down a bunker. We're going to do a nuclear All bunker right. show. In the future, we'll do shows down bunkers. Well, should Mike. we give this poem to Bunker Man? Give it to Mike. Mike the Bunker Man? Yeah. I hope he's in the poem, G. G's still writing the poem even now. What a last-minute escapade. Whoa. Like a honeymoon gift. There's only what? Go on, then. 20 minutes, I don't even know. OK. Um, this poem's called Beneath the Surface. Beneath the Surface. Thank you. <laughs> There's a world beyond the known, beyond the norm, beyond the circus, where the troglodytes will call you below the earth, beneath the circus. Houses are built with cards. The government owns all bunkers. Every few years they offer golden tickets, chocolate ballots, willy wonkers. One long fellow is looking for love, wanting to control the heavens above, but yearning for a bubble of reality, yet lost for words to describe his stuff. Woo! Well done! Well done. Well done, Mr. G, for summarising all that with a poem. I am not a crook. How about that for an impression of Richard Nixon in 2015 for a mostly English audience? <laughs> I just want to do an advert. We'll do Why? my own advert. I've got what my are you going to advertise? I've got my own audio boom channel with my own poems. So if you want to go check out poems that have taken longer than... Well, 20, 30 minutes to write. You can check him out, Mr. G. Mr. G on Audio Boom. He's flourishing. He's got his own channel. Old channel on Audio Boom. Own channel there. Hmm. How about I get a percentage of that? Because (laughs) I don't see that that could have possibly happened without my input. We'll we'll talk after the show about that. Longfellow needs a cut. Longfellow spoke. So, should we uh, give that poem to Mike? Yeah, I like Mike, and I think we should do a show from a bunker and one from a prison. What? Oh, yeah, we are doing one from a prison. No, let's just do a bunker. Why? That's kind Why of don't a you want to go and get him with nah, the prisoners? It's more of the same, isn't it? People don't want it. Yeah, no, we could we could do a prison. All right. Let's do one from your uh, calf as well. Ooh. Down yeah, a calf. Yeah. We will be doing shows from... Will you vote with your emails? And go on that comments board, because sometimes I'm on there pretending to be me. <laughs> <laughs> go to the True Era Cafe. No. Go to the... Well, now. 
You tell us what you want. A prison, a bunker, or True Era Cafe. We'll probably do them all, but you can decide the order. But Anything do else? go to the True Era Cafe, because Russell's sometimes there, and you might get to see him disciplining his staff. Now, see here. If you think crack can be a cruel master, <laughs> you've obviously not met me. Pass me that spoon with which I shall now punish thee. If you thought the spoon was cruel when you were using it to cook up the brown, then it'll be cruel enough. Now, eat this wooden stick, this stirrer. Chop up! <laughs> Well done. Take the rest of the week off. Brought to you by Audio Boom.